I think as that. parents, we are up against prevailing headwinds. And the, and so, and I think this will, so every time the kids finish uh, playing, they'll oftentimes go into the workout room or whatever. And, um, you know, the TV, they'll turn the TV on. They want to watch a little TV. So I'm like, fine, watch a little TV. I don't really care. SpongeBob, whatever. SpongeBob's hilarious if you've ever watched it, by the way. But, um, so they're watching it. And what do you do? You get pelted with commercials, right? Bring out the tiger. Are you a tiger? Bring out the tiger, right? They run a saturation of like, so Frosted Flakes. And then they run the Fruit Loops commercial or the Lucky Charms commercial. And then they run... Then they then they run the the commercial with the with the fruit juice stuff okay, that, that, that says that is that still going on? Yeah, it For says real? like sixty percent of kids are dehydrated, and so they need a hydration. Uh, you know what I mean? They need something to, you know what I mean, to be able to to be able to no, function, it just, it to sounds... be able to function to be able to function, and and, and I'm like. And so I have to educate no, hold them on, hold when they watch this. Hold on, I can only like all yeah. like you know. Hey, I'm gonna speak a voice on. No, okay, I don't. Just, I'm no, just, just relax. I have a question. I'm trying to just adjust relax. your level. I'm trying to play engineer. No, here. I got it. Just I have a question for you. I'm not just ah. So that's so because that sounds very like when we grew up, very 1980s. Where here's no, our, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah, it's still like even on a. Clearly, I know the. Nickelodeon. So Nickelodeon is still running commercials like that. It's a kid. Yeah, of course. No, I wasn't sure if something yeah. had changed in that because you know because everyone's online now. Well, they still, but they, they still sell. The, no, the, I mean, listen, they still sell the product in the store. Has it changed when you walk into your grocery store and there's just shelves full of this stuff? Has that changed? No, I guess what I'm talking about is like more of the marketing, the way they're doing it. That that hasn't changed at all. I, kids watch cartoons still, right? Especially like. Poverty kids who maybe not have access to an iPad, but have, do you know what I mean? Kids in poverty that have maybe just a television. And, and then they're have, getting, and they're getting this message. Yeah. And, 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 and the thing is nobody's there to counter the message. So that's, that's where we're up against these prevailing headwinds. Nobody's up. Nobody's there to counter all these messages that are being sent out. Like you'll be part of the team if you eat this. Like you'll look like us if you eat this. You'll do like you'll you'll feel better if you. The implications are there, and kids can draw their own inferences, but the inferences are very heavy duty, <laughs> you know. And so we're and it doesn't matter whether it's that or it's a commercial for Call of Duty twenty four or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, you too could be a warrior, you know. And and uh, we're as, <laughs> from your couch, right? As, but as parents, <laughs> but as parents, we're up against with your bag of Doritos and your four I, out, four liter thing of Coke. I, <laughs> You're a warrior. I, I know, but we're uh, you know, and the problem is, is then it gets reinforced. Not it just doesn't, doesn't get distributed by them, but it also gets reinforced by um, friends that they have. So let's say they have a friend who's doing this stuff, who's eating this stuff or whatever. And then they go over to their house. I mean, it's just kind of getting reinforced. And so we're up against a lot of these prevailing headwinds. And if we have an idea in our head about how we want to raise our kids or we want to have some, it's not control. It's just, we don't want them to be, um, engaged in a lifetime habit that we know is not good for them. Well, the thing that I would really appreciate it, you sent me this, the sound clip. Yeah. And we'll play it. And I was making dinner. 
I was making, and they were like looking at me like, oh, it's for, oh, it's for dinner. I'm like broccoli, and they're like, oh, and street beans, oh, and sweet potatoes, and they were like, and broccoli. You know what? Though beans. you have to do a better job of selling it. You're like my wife when it comes no, to No, no, I stuff. didn't say it like that. Oh, okay. They, that's what they You didn't were, say like broccoli no. or mandine or something. No. And where they would go, ooh, what's that, dad? Right? Or did no, you say- my did kids you are say smarter than that. Roasted, roasted carrots on a, a, you know, on a bed of farfalle. And they would go, <laughs> and they would go, they would go, oh, what's farfalle, What'd dad? you do to it? Nothing. I just called it something else. <laughs> so, but, okay. but they, but they were, as I was like- Making it, they they walked in. What's for dinner? School looked, of hard knocks. They kept looking at Chef it, and they were like, "Oh, that's it." I'm like, "Yep." That's what would it. your restaurant be called? It would be it'd be called the Dirty Truth, or you might, you might call yours unvarnished food. <laughs> so every item on the menu would be like beef. Brussels sprouts. <laughs> no, there'd be nothing no, like bee sprouts. Just bee sprouts. Yeah, there'd be nothing be like, initial, like there'd be it. nothing like uh, describing the sauce potato. or creating a nice potato. name. Yeah, potato. What an Irish. And, and to mix it up, I would put Irish potato, <laughs> but not, but not potato potato. <laughs> so I sent you this clip. Oh no, let me finish. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Well, I thought you were no. Done so with that. You wish. So, <laughs> so they were all <laughs> right. As I'm chopping, and I use I, a lot of my vegetables I do in the oven. I like them a little, little spices and do you a put, lot. Do you olive put oil, oil on them? Tons of olive, olive oil. So you know that there's the possibility that at high temperatures there's a destabilization effect that occurs in that oil. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just wanted to make sure. I'm, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. But this is how mindful yes, all I of know. us need to be yes, about this stuff. This thing happens, right. right? It loses its stuff. Well, it's just ready. It becomes destabilized and carcinogenic. Right, right. But that's why. No, no, I, I know. But the same thing is like kale. Like kale in its raw form is actually not that good for you. It's so when people are like chopping it up into smoothies, or when you have smoothies, it jacks your insulin level like way up. Oh, really? So people are like, "Oh, I'm getting all my fruits and vegetables today." And like, so much for that. <laughs> drink up. Now again, so anyway, my point is, these are all these things. But when this guy was speaking, which we're about to play on this audiobook, they look and some of the things he said were things that I had said. I've been saying since they were born. Eat simply. You know, fruits, vegetables. What does water do? We talked about how colorful food. We talked about frankenfood. Like he talked about frankenfoods and what processed food is and, and why it's, it's about moving nutrients through your body and providing a stable system for your body. And they were like, can you play that again? And so when they hear these things, when they hear that counter, which is what you're talking about, they're able to make their own decision. And they were asking questions and more about, well, what's processed food? What is that versus an apple? And I think that this is our, again, I can't make my kids do, I mean, they're going to be who they're going to be eventually. But I'm just saying I was appreciative of you sending that to me because you know how I am about the foods that I eat. And I try to be on it, right? And again, well, and it's also something we've been um, talking about for quite some time that we wanted to talk about and broaden out tennis rockers beyond just talking about, you know, tennis itself all the time. 
we wanted to talk about some nutritional stuff because well, nutrition is important to your health and well-being, but it's also important to your performance when you are taking a lesson or playing whatever, a tournament or just around with your friend. But we have this mindset, I think, and we grew up in that also, like the TV dinner, frozen dinner generation. I mean, the diet I grew up on was horrible. And because we grew up in that, I think the mentality was, oh, it's easy. See, you just grab that, you grab a bar, you, you, you grab a bar, it's, it's convenient, it is. But there was also another mentality, which is, it, okay. you're not gonna die. Okay, no, I was getting there, yes. That there's things like, well, it's just one thing. Right. But then you're, but if that's all, you, but if that one thing is all you're doing, now that's dominating your, your system. That's what you're putting into your body to support your health. Or if you're doing it regularly, what's happening is your body's getting a signal that this is what I'm getting. And so therefore, every time I know it's coming, your body anticipates, your body's a smart body. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to have to start. It's like, it's like the old, you know, milk is great because it provides calcium thing. <laughs> yeah. And then <clears throat> we come to find out through studies that of course the milk company doesn't want you to find out, but it's basically like it, it causes kind of like an invasive uh, reaction by your body where your body will then go and steal calcium from the bones to offset it. No, it doesn't. Really? No, no, it doesn't. Interesting. No, I drink milk. I'm fine. <laughs> No, but that, that's that's the reaction when you say things like that. Right. Or here's one when someone's right, right. chugging water and you say you're you're overhydrating, you're actually flooding the system right. and the thing that's supposed to move the nutrients is actually diluting all of the like it's doing the you're 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 Well, or or also what you're doing is you're messing with your sodium potassium pump. By by messing with your sodium potassium pump, you know, you're you're your body has to, the, the body is always trying to achieve a state of equilibrium, always. And it will work very hard, it works tirelessly and very hard to try to achieve that. You know, they always talk about it in the concept of like pH or pH balance or whatever. But even the sodium potassium pump, which is a big deal, if you're overloading your body, your body has to do something to counter it. And at a certain point, your body can't and it just collapses. Which is really, you know what I mean? So that's how I started thinking about giving the machine a break, like right. turning the car off. Right. Every time you put something in your mouth that makes your body work harder, well, that's why I intermittent fast also. It's, it's not just like for weight. It's actually, right. you know, I think I need to give my liver a break. Right. It needs, because if it's running forever since the day you're born for 50, 60 years and you haven't done the right maintenance, at some point, it's going to break down. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that. It could be anything. And I've always said to myself, you're going to get older. When the wheels come off, how badly are they going to come off? Right. It's, it's going to happen to all of us. And I'm, I'm aware of it. And I think if more people, we live, humans live such a now life, like in the now. And I think it's funny that we make all this planning for retirement. But the best thing you can do, and we're worried about healthcare, but then we put donuts in our face and we say things like, oh, what's the big deal? And we don't, and we don't have a, a diet that's rich in fruits and vegetables. But, and but I think, I think one, of the, the, one of the first steps that we need to take is that we need to take the step of providing more counter messaging. 
I think that's what is is very important. We spend a lot, you know, of course, the Food Council and there are independent organizations and some nonprofits that try to pay for ads, you know, espousing better nutritional intake. But in the greater scheme of things, it's vastly outnumbered <laughs> by corporate sponsorships at athletic events and billboards and YouTube advertising. Isn't that the absolute hypocrisy that at sporting events, we are selling soda, beer, not everything that's completely mm. antithetical to peak performance. Right. Oh, and that was one of the things that he says in this book about that most professional basketball players are don't even come close, are 40% Less than their nutritional needs. We or, should or listen different. to this. Okay, let's play. Let's play. Otherwise, we're just talking around it forever, and everybody who's listening is going to be like, "Can we get to the real can guy? Can you get just, to the expert? <laughs> can you instead of YouTube monkeys?" All right, let's go. Okay, here we go. Oh, hold on, freeze. What? What's the name of the book, and who's? There's the, no book. This is a. Um, oh, Jesus. This Louise. is taken from a video clip. <laughs> there's no book. Well, no, no. I just there's. Um, this is taken from a video clip of a series that a um, Florida State University professor who specializes in nutrition uh, put out. It was available on Prime Video, and I can't remember the name of it. But it's available, and the nutritionist is Dr. Michael Ormsby. I think it's Michael, but it's Ormsby is the last name. So but you can find this on Amazon Prime. You can Prime. find it on Amazon Prime. And it's free. It I mean, it's was, Prime, but I mean, right. It, well, it, it was. But now that was only through the 31st to take advantage of the New Year's resolution, people. <laughs> Anyhow, let's play the clip. The trouble is, a lot of people don't eat enough variety of nutrient-dense whole foods in their day-to-day -day eating. So instead, whole foods get replaced by heavily processed foods for a majority of meals and snacks. Over time, nutrient deficiencies can come about by relying solely or mostly on these processed and easily accessed foods. Some even call these frankenfoods because of how much they have been processed. Now, don't get me wrong, many processed foods are appealing and convenient, but it is probably a good idea to limit them as much as we can. A low quality diet that many people have can lead to nutrient deficiencies. And deficiencies can lead not only to more than just poor health, they've also been linked to a greater risk of becoming obese. Recently, it was reported that in the US, more than 40% of people are vitamin A, C, D, E, and calcium or magnesium deficient, and greater than 90% don't get enough choline, fiber, or potassium. Now the EAR, or estimated average requirement, which is the amount needed to meet the needs of 50% of the population for vitamin A, D, E, calcium, and magnesium compared to normal weight adults. Now obese adults also had significantly lower intake of both fiber and potassium, which are linked to your metabolism and your heart health. Even scarier is that over 90% of people, both normal weight and obese, were deficient in fiber, potassium, and choline. Now with fiber alone, it is thought that for every 10 grams you eat, 
you can reduce your overall risk of mortality by up to 34%. And because the nutrients that are low in the US on average are commonly found in foods like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and dairy, this study may mean that many Americans, and particularly obese Americans, are not eating enough of these foods. In addition, if you throw these deficiency issues on top of hard exercise training, which can also lead to a greater need for certain nutrients, you can easily see how people could be at a huge risk for deficiency. So even with the gold standard option of eating a diet of more nutritious, colorful, and varied whole food sources, we need to be realistic. Given the prevalence of these vitamin and mineral deficiencies, the question becomes, should I take a vitamin or mineral supplement? Well, like most good questions in nutrition and sports nutrition, the answer is, it depends. The authors of a study on this question looked into supplement use within normal and obese individuals. Not surprisingly, they report that people who take multivitamin and multi-mineral supplements had a lower prevalence of inadequate vitamin and mineral intake. And they go on to write that supplement users were actually more likely to have a healthy diet compared to non-users. Now, it may be that the habit of using a multivitamin is more likely to be done by people who have other healthy habits. But based on this information and my own personal experience with clients, I would say that quite a few people would benefit from taking a multivitamin or a multi-mineral supplement. And many clients that I work with who believe they're eating very well show up with deficiencies once I analyze their diets and look over their blood work. However, supplementation will not fix a broken diet. Now remember, work for a highly nutritious diet first, and then simply use supplements to supplement the diet. Also, remember the recommended intakes for vitamins and minerals were established to only prevent against deficiencies. They don't consider the achievement of optimal health or body composition. And do you want to simply be not deficient or do you want to be optimal in your micronutrient intake? And these are questions to consider when the should I supplement question comes out. You may want to think about how many times you eat per day what quality food you generally eat, what medications you take, and how much exercise do you normally have on a daily basis to determine if supplementation will help you. And then discuss these factors and concerns with your doctor to decide what is right for you. So in the end, vitamins and minerals play a huge role in your overall health, how you feel, and what your body composition is or will become. I'm going to stop it there because I think there was a lot that was said that we can continue to talk about and is important. Um, and this goes back, let's just reiterate our point, which is, you know, there's a lot of prevailing messaging out there and, and the messaging goes even further. So there's a lot of prevailing messaging of buy our processed food products because they're easy and convenient and they contain elements of nutritious food in them. But the reality is that by the time you process them and you add in all these additional ingredients and vis-a-vis -vis the method by which you process them, i.e. heating them up, right, or um, 
blending them in with things that they don't normally go with, like sugars, added sugars and added oils and added um, preservatives and maybe food dyes or colors or whatever, it has the effect of diluting any nutritious value that those those elements would have brought. Because just because it's, it's in there now, it doesn't mean it's giving you what it supposed so to if give it, you. So if it has an almond, if it has a piece of almond, a little shred of an almond, <laughs> right? Packed with almonds. Packed with almonds, <laughs> right? Which is the equivalent of like two almonds that they've been diced up so finely. And then those two almonds are then combined with sugars and oils. Nobody talks about, and this is where the food messaging comes in. Their message is, packed with healthy stuff your interpretation unless you have somebody over here on the other side that says ah it has the ingredients of healthy stuff but once you added all those ingredients those additional ingredients to it did you have the effect of maintaining the nutritional value or was it diluted or completely negated right and most likely a nutritionist like this dude will tell you that it was diluted or negated it was a it's just taken away because you've added the sugar, the oil, the whatever you've done. And um, so, so what I'm saying is we don't have any counter messaging, not just to say, Hey, look, um, eat this, not that. We also don't have counter messaging that says, Hey, look what you're eating. And you don't have to name names. <laughs> so you don't get sued, I guess to right. oblivion, but what you're eating has been processed so heavily processed that any element of claim, any claim they're making that this has a healthy, it, it has a healthy vegetable in it or a fruit or a nut has been completely either neutralized or negated entirely by vis-a-vis -vis of everything that it's added. You know, I mean, that's to me that and I need some counter messaging for that. Right. And I think when you put in those terms, I mean, ultimately you have to make the choice. But when you start, and I, that's what I was saying with my kids, when they were just listening, they were listening to the exact same thing we just listened to. They had so many questions. Think about this, though. I have to freeze you in that moment. Freeze. Your kids got that message once with you playing this clip that I gave you as a friend. <laughs> they don't. No, no, you know, pass by. I'm just saying they don't pass by billboards. And, and people would say, well, are you crazy? Yeah, well, maybe I am. I don't know. I've never understood why insurance companies don't get more behind this because they would save a ton of money, still insure people and not pay out claims. That's money to those people. So why not have your kids, when they're driving in the car, they pass a billboard that says, do you understand what's in that snack bar, that healthy snack bar that says packed with nuts? It's The nutrition's completely negated or gone. What I'm saying is-, is No, that, no, hold on. That, that's got a lot of legs on it because- their auto insurance companies are doing it for safe drivers. Right. Because they actually make money. <laughs> they make more money when you don't have accidents. <laughs> That's right. the whole point. Right. You so they'll throw you a shekel or two to not to, to be a safe driver when it's making them gobs right. of they're, cash. They're looking out for you <laughs> right. is what they're doing. They're by, looking out for for you by vis-a-vis -vis them. 
Yes, because in the long run, it makes the money when you don't have an accident and, but, you pay, and you pay for something that you don't need because you don't have accidents. Right. But think about that. Why doesn't the government and the insurance companies band together to get, unless the insurance companies own some of these food processing companies, but I don't understand why they don't get together and mount these campaigns. It says, while you're eating that bar, do you know that likely, it's very likely like a study that shows that that it's very likely that whatever it makes as to a claim to nutrition is either negated Degra- or, degraded. Or, degraded. or negative or negative. Yeah, like there is zero. You, right. You've, you've got nothing like you, you might as well be eating the wrapper. Right. Well, I will say, and again, I'm not trying to defend myself. I am. I drive this home to my kids. Sure. No, no, you're not hearing me. You're like, oh, you're, they hear this anytime they're with me. No, I know they're, I, so you weren't the first what this did was back me up yeah. in what I've been saying. Yeah. And it's, and it, again, it's, it's. But kids need to hear it from different perspectives. Right. I'm, I'm getting there. Okay. <laughs> okay. You had this habit of like, like jumping in as I'm about to say exactly what you're about to say. Oh. They. Well, maybe I'm clairvoyant. I don't know what is going on, but. I feel like we haven't seen each other in a few days and you're just really excited. You're so excited that I'm, 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 in, I'm in the potty chair. Oh, I'm in the potty chair. He went potty. I He's went so potty. good. I'm going to give you a cracker. But that I've been, when you're spouting something off as a way of life, and I've said to my kids, listen, I don't want to give you a food complex. You can obviously eat a cookie. I'm not saying don't eat ice cream. I'm not saying you can't have a glass of soda. But it's not, what I want them to understand is that that one, there isn't any nutritional value to any of that. That's all crap. And it may or may not affect you in a really bad way, but you're not going to know until after it affects you in a really bad way. And then there's no going back. So you have to be smart. Unless you have some kind of like acid reflux or something with your body that just when you eat like leafy greens, I mean, there's people that certain foods really react, even healthy foods react negatively in their bodies. And I know people that have like really bad acid reflux. They have really bad inflammation in their joints as they've gotten older and things have happened. So they have to really watch their diets. I feel bad for people that have like gluten or nut allergies. It's a really, it's because it's in everything, right? But I try to explain to my kids that I'm trying to give you a blueprint. No, No doctor says, you know, you, you really should get off the water and start drinking more Sprite. No doctor says, you know, the broccoli, can you switch to chocolate bars, you know, Hershey but bars? You know, I, so you get, do you get what I'm going with but that? But when you talk to it, it's interesting because I've had this happen twice now, once with me and once with my mom. Okay. <clears throat> you, so my mom has had issues and the doctors never asked about her diet. Oh, you told me this. Crazy. Never asked about her diet. And she keeps, she would go to him and he's an older doctor, but she would go to him and he'd say, well, you know, I, there's always the op- option of bowel surgery and, or, you know, there's, there's pills we can kind of put you on. But other than that, and it's like, did you bother to ask what her diet is? Cause I, cause I can tell you what her diet is. Get up in the morning, have coffee and a sugary and a sugary treat. And then in the middle of the day, in the middle of the morning, have some more coffee and a sugary treat. And then for lunch, maybe well, have, okay, 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 yes. <clears throat> yeah, go ahead. It's a mystery. 
coffee and a sugary tea? <laughs> well, no. Well, yes. A carrot. But One first, carrot. first there'll be like oh, hard boiled egg. Something, yeah, something, something from the deli. You know what I mean? Like one of those, and it might be not bad, like a bean salad or something. You know Ol- what I mean? Olive loaf. Remember that olive loaf? Uh, yeah. Remember that garbage? Oh, olive loaf. Uh-huh. That's right up there with Salisbury steak. So, um, so, so, and then you know, and then later on in the afternoon, there might be no coffee, but no water. She's had no water the whole day and a sugary treat. So she's dehydrating herself all day long. Yes. And pummeling herself with sweets. And even if I tell her and I, 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 I try and, you know, crazy, right? No discussion about this whatsoever. And it, it's so obvious to anybody who's ever had too much sugar in their system and then gone to the bathroom. I don't want to get, you know. We don't need to go there. But the point is, is that that's that. So, but there's not even a common sense because they're not trained to be dietitians. So that'll be, well, that's a question for the dietitians. I'll send you, I'll write you a script to see a dietitian. How about that? How about I, you act like a professional and ask some basic questions? It's the same thing with, when I went to a, a, a doc to have a, a physical and I look at her at, during the physical and I said to her afterwards, and she's a young doctor, graduate. She's probably like 28. And I sit there across, the, across, I'm sitting there and I look at her and I finally I let the silence go. And I finally said to her, I said, you know, you haven't asked me anything about my diet. And she looks at me and she goes, well, why would I ask you that? And I said to her, well, don't you think that diet has an impact here? And she says, well, what's your diet? I think she's feeling defensive at this point. She says, well, what's your diet? And I said, well, I said, you know, here's kind of what I eat. But I said, that's not the point. I said, what if I eat McDonald's every day? She's like, well, so what? And I said, well, what if I ate it once or twice a day? Don't you think that that would have a negative impact on my, on my body? And she's like, not really. Like in her mind, and she had just graduated. And I know they're trying now to give nutrition classes. And there are going to be some docs who listen to this and are pissed. And are like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Listen, I know they're bringing nutritional classes to medical schools. But it should be one of the, in my mind, as a customer, it should be one of the first questions that you try to ferret out on the form okay, which they don't they ask about your medications and all this other stuff but i think that tell me what you ate for breakfast what do you eat for lunch what do you eat for dinner you know that that sort of thing well isn't that funny though that there are doctors that are supposed to be looking out for your health but a lot of doctors are not very healthy i would and i've seen a lot of doctors play tennis they some of them are the most unhealthy people they can't they're like bent over after a half an hour of mini tennis <laughs> over, the, over the net. And you're like, aren't you a surgeon? <laughs> you might want to operate on yourself because this long term, it's, it's great. You, you say people, but like, dude, you're not going to make 65. It's re- I mean, it's bizarre to me. And I think that there's this mentality in, in American medicine where it swung so far into monitoring pills and balancing the human equation through through science versus nutrition and nutritional science well it's also food science it's also i think what's really at the forefront of this is specialization everybody's a specialist and so even if you're an internal medicine generalist you're a specialist right you're 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 not you, you just don't do that. You'll order up tests. You'll, you'll send, you'll write up scripts. You'll send out referrals to other specialists, but you don't do that. Whereas when we were growing up, the generalist was like a sleuth. 
you know, I'll solve this. You know what I mean? And the GP usually had a, um, oh, shoot. Like, like, like I'm know, saying like a, a, a quorum of, of peers, of other doctors he could reach out to. Right. And say, you know, I was with my patients. And, right. But you're right. Because when you said sleuth, a team of other doctors that were his friends or her friends. Which they still do, they would, but now they just dump them on them. <laughs> they no, don't. No, but it felt right. more personal. It was, it, yeah. It, 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 yeah. You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There was like a personal yeah. bevy of, of other peers that were kind of friends. Right. Kind of like teachers go out drinking together, right? It's kind of right. like, hey, we're going we're gonna to commiserate and talk about our... Do tennis pros go out drinking together? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You know, Claude, I don't want to talk about that right now. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think that tennis pros want to really talk about that right now. We okay. want to really talk about... You said stuff about health. that. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not open up that... that well, I thought you were It's not look behind the curtain on that I thought that you one. guys were healthy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I thought you guys were going out for broccoli salad and... <laughs> Broccoli salad and chai I'm tea. Not, chai tea and meditating afterwards. Isn't my, that my lawyer told me not to? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that. But I think that there was something going on. Then I think a light's going on right now. Where when you said like the specialization has kind of given doctors tunnel vision on their speciality right. versus well, I don't deal in nutrition. To go talk to a nutritionist. Right. So, but hold on, you're right because if it's <clears> go talk to a nutritionist, that's not my my field. And you're like, and you're not thinking about nutrition because, hey, you've, you're eating your healthy granola bars. Why would you ever go? But think about it. You're at the doctor and the doctor doesn't seem to think it would be a problem. That's so a problem. even if the right. doctor, so even if the doctor says, well, you could go see a nutritionist, I'll write you a referral. You go, okay. But just by virtue of that, they don't seem to think it's a problem. Because that's the inference that gets drawn. Well, my doctor didn't sit there and say, hold on a second. Wait a minute. What is your diet like? What do you usually eat for breakfast, lunch, or dinner? What, what is it? What do you usually consume? Can you just give me an idea or write this out? You know, do this whole thing. And I think this specialization also crosses paths into tennis, right? Because you have pros that are like, look, I'm not going to. So we're having this discussion and we're now, you know, 30 some minutes into it about nutrition and people are like, listen, I'm a tennis teacher. I'm not, I'm not there to solve world, make world peace and, and to do all this stuff. Why would I be having this discussion? How could I possibly be having this discussion? Well, you kind of alluded to it when you, when you said you had a doctor who's a surgeon or whatever, who's bent over after 30 minutes of mini tennis. I mean, it's kind of, I don't know if they smoke or if they, they if, just, they just don't eat right <laughs> and they're and they, they don't, don't exercise they don't do the right exercise right right so then is it your place as a tennis teacher to sit there and talk sit down or talk with and have a conversation about that so and here to have the, to be a counter message now here's the irony right this doctor is coming to get better at a sport and learn the sport but your physical acumen <laughs> is a major factor on your your ability to move and sustain the movement. What's your cardio like? Are you doing, have you done anaerobic exercise for this or aerobic? All of this goes into that. And I just gave a lesson yesterday. Here's an example of doubles. And I had to pull the group in. And we came to the net and I said, listen, we're working on aggressive, being proactive tennis players. 
And I think this speaks to what you're saying. And I talked about the net person, if they don't move aggressively and move at the window when the ball leaves their team, meaning their team hits the ball, you need to make a decision on what you're going to do based on the shot that was hit. The back person, if they're back, can't decide what to do unless you're very clear in your movement. And the two net people were in a classic doubles formation, one up, one back, starting the point. And they were basically doing like a quarter step to the right and then a quarter step to the left. And they, they just, nobody knew where to go. They didn't know what to do. The person in the back didn't know what to do. And so I said, can you guys, can you just get out for a second? So I had one person come off the court. I jumped in for them. I replayed the point and then I moved at the net and the person behind me was like, wow, wow. And then they, and I moved in a way that got the ball to them. They hit the ball. We played it out. I turned and said, did you know where to go? And they said, oh yeah, that was way better. So I looked at the other person and I said, both of them, I said, so when you guys have your little micro movements, you have no effect on the court. You're basically like a post just standing there. So you need to make big movements to draw out something. You got to commit and you got to know what you're doing. So go, let's move. And after like 20 minutes of that, they were all like drenched in sweat. Everybody was moving. It was so much better. But to get them to get out of that. So I struggled for like, it was not going well for 45 minutes. It just didn't look like tennis. It was really painful. But to get their mindsets to change. So I have a doctor that comes in that wants to learn something who can't move who doesn't have a will to move, who has a low nutritional whatever, but they can operate on the brain or the heart or something. And you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't make any sense. Why are you separating your technical from your health if you're about saving people? Why are you separating the movement of tennis from the technique of tennis? It's all interconnected and we have separated. So it's like we've specialized in every single aspect. Well, we've specialized, but what we've also done is we followed through on what the, uh, what medicine's been doing forever in a day. And now they're changing, right? They're, they're integrating the, the mind body connection previous to the previous 15 to 20 years. Medicine was all about what happens below the head or what happens above the neck doesn't really affect what happens below the the, head, the neck, right? There's no connection. They're just, the body's operating, the, the brain is there and the whole thing. So there's this, there was this concept that it doesn't, and now we're finding out through science that, that even we have microbes in our stomach <laughs> that might be even better and smarter than our brains, right? But we're pounding them with this gunk. And we've made this disconnect that the two don't. And that's where the counter messaging comes in. We're not getting that messaging. The messaging that's coming across is the prevailing messaging is eat this, consume it. You'll feel great. You'll love it. You'll do this. It doesn't, there's no counter messaging saying this is, you know, hit the, hit the smarticles button right now. I just, yeah, right. Got it. That's what was happening in my class yesterday. What? There was a disconnect Mm. between the head of the game and the body of the game. Right. Completely. Right. They, they, so if, if that is the prevailing message across the board, 
in everything. I mean, I was getting frustrated. I mean, I, I literally had to stop the drill and pull people up and say, listen, I don't teach reactive tennis. I need you all to move. Or I'm not the coach for you because I don't teach this. I teach proactive tennis. And they all looked at me and I said, so we got to figure this out. We'll get there. But I said, we need to figure this out. And, they, and what I said, I'm probably not the coach for you then if you want to play reactive tennis. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I want to work out and I want people to move because that's my thing. And I looked and I pointed over to my slam ball and the kettlebells. <laughs> I was like, this is my thing. You knew it when you signed up. But if this is the prevailing message across the board that when we talked about if your lifestyle is sitting at a desk on a computer and your brain is engaged, but your body's not, not there and that's your life, that's disconnected. Then you go home for dinner and you just eat whatever you want without thinking about it and how it affects your body. That's another disconnect between your brain and your, the brain-body connection. Then you go to play a sport, but you don't want to move. You're basically just like inching around the tennis court, but you're mentally watching it. That's another disconnection between the brain and the body. We have, from what I'm, this conversation now, we have separated, we have like almost decapitated ourselves and put our head on, on another table and let our body be separate and like yeah these are separate things that they don't go hand in we hand we have not been messaged enough to understand how important both parts are to work together we haven't been messaged enough on that we've just assumed but don't you find that odd with sports why why is it when you walk when you watch the super bowl why isn't the logo of the super bowl you know, not just a football, but it's, it's, it's a football surrounded by fruits and vegetables and water and all the things that would promote optimal performance. But what we're selling to the people in the stands and at home is suboptimal foods. Because and, those don't make money. They don't make money. And people can't Broccoli say, doesn't no, make I money. Know, but it's a bigger problem though. They make money because people can't say no. They don't, they're not, they, they don't, don't want them to say no. <laughs> right. They want them to say yes. Right. So if you can't say no, I just, I had a kid last year, baseball player, come in with and said in class, hey, um, my arm is killing me. I just, I just threw like a hundred pitches in practice. Um, I, ca I can't serve. So my first thing was, so you basically just did like an hour and a half, two hour pitching thing, and now you're coming to tennis. I would recommend not playing tennis and taking it off because you're trashing your arm. But he was a little pudgy in the front, right? So big athlete, but you can almost see, like mm. he's, he's like a 16-year-old with a beer belly at this point. So, But he's a big athlete. right? So he moves well, thinks like an athlete, but the things that he's doing and, and like, so he's going to go from baseball to tennis. And when do you recover? Are you eating the foods that help you recover? But see, there's are, no are, messaging. Are, are, you getting, are you getting eight to 10 hours? Oh, for you actually, you're a teenager, 11 to 12 hours sleep. Probably not. And eventually, and ready? And he's a good, he was, I don't, I don't see him anywhere, but he was a good athlete. And, and I'm watching him in pain on the court and you're like, you're not a professional athlete, but you're playing like one and you're not do So if you are going to play like one and give your body zero rest and all you're going to do is sports, 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 sports all the time without the recovery ritual, 
or the foods to sustain that lifestyle. What are you teaching yourself but or your who's, kid? But who's but who's giving who's assisting with that messaging at this point? There is no assisting. So the parents are living their lives, likely working, maybe both of them. They have their own rituals. They eat their own foods. They're not living that same life that he's living, where they're where he's playing two to three hours of sports or whatever a day, whatever he's doing. They're not living that life, and they're not that, and so they're not cognizant of it. So is it up to the coach to sit there and say, "Hey, you got to get this rest. You got to get this nutrition. You're an athlete. You really need to do this. You need to roll mobile. You know this whole thing. Where's that messaging going to come from? You have parents that are siloed." And they're living their own life. They're not playing sports that much. And they therefore, and also they're, they're fully formed adults and they don't need as much sleep. And so where is that messaging going to come from? You know what I mean? Like we need to have that messaging. I completely agree with it. But unless we have that messaging, you can't develop awareness. You have to have messaging up from somewhere to develop awareness that, oh, that's right. You know, I really, I'm creating deficits here as Ormsby talks about. I'm creating deficits here. I mean, he even says it right here when he says that, he says that um, if you're to take fibrous vegetables and fruits, you would reduce your risk of mortality by up to 34%. 34, yeah. yeah. And then he talks about though that, and this was, this brings us back to Ormsby too, he says deficiency and hard exercise, you could be at greater risk for harm to your body. So in other words, we have a subculture of people that are playing in these sports, kids, but we talk a lot about kids because we have kids and you train, we both train kids, but we have people who are going through hard exercise, but they're also being, they're also at the same time getting they're a lack of nutrition, nutritionally deficient. So now what? <laughs> now, now you are putting your kids and everybody at greater risk for health problems. You know what that is? That's the same thing as what you said earlier about processed food and how it actually degradates the quality of the food. So you're doing hard exercise thinking you're helping yourself, but if you're eating the wrong foods, you could actually through the you're almost better not doing the hard exercise because you're you're de- you're degrading your your own health by doing that through like joint injury back in I mean I can't tell you how many adults so in other words let's lay this out though what okay. you're saying is by just what you said that you joint injury by not just as an example the joint injuries coming from in one in some way being you're setting your body up because you're because you're nutritionally deficient you're not providing your body with the raw materials that it requires to be able to buffer itself in when the hard exercise takes place so it 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 can it has something to draw from to be able to use that <coughs> to prevent to prevent a problem but also to go through the exercise fairly well to execute on that exercise fairly well, whatever it is, whatever the movement is, whatever you're doing, right? But if but if you're deficient, you're setting yourself up for joint joint problems and 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 other. You're breaking your body down. And being an arthritis sufferer, I can I can tell people. There's nothing worse, I think, for me than than joint issues. Now, someone would say, well, if they have, I mean, back issues, anything mm-hmm. where there's a physical, chronic 
pain. Oh God, yeah. It's I, I, people that don't have chronic pain have no idea. I don't have it, but I fell down a flight of stairs the other day, you know, and I fell I fell down a full flight of stairs. Oh, you did? Yeah, I fell oh, down a full flight of stairs, and I I landed on my wrist, and then I was I landed on my wrist and my hip, and I was fine. You know, I I was it was a real shock at first, but I was fine. But then I have felt that a little bit in my wrist, like where it goes on for like an hour. And I'm like, this sucks. Like, I can't imagine dealing with it for days, hours, you know. Or years. Imagine every day you woke up and you just could feel your wrist throbbing. Oh, how do you ignore it? You know what I mean? Yeah. So so I think what what we're really saying with this whole thing is that we, we need to somehow come up with counter messaging. And when we talk about it from the tennis perspective, I'm not sure if the coach is the right person, but we definitely need some counter message. The right? facility. I'm out in the facility now with you. Uh, 100%. <laughs> hit the yellow button. Hit the yellow button. Go for it. God. For those of you who have not listened, or I don't even know if we've had these shows, but we, in the very, very, very beginning, the infancy of this whole thing, we were talking, and I would always say, but the facility needs to do this, the facility, the facility. And you were always like, no, 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 you got to stop. You got to just stop it right now. The facility's not the cure for all this stuff. That's socialist or whatever. And I was like, but who's going to do this? And now you are saying that the facility should have pictures of fruits and vegetables when you walk down the hall right they should have the nutritional guidelines for optimal tennis health you know training training the sport that you you play and not just for kids for adults also and again so every time you walk in the club what about a picture with one of the pros and you could rotate it every week or whatever what about one of those like a poster board picture you put up in the in the uh, hallway or whatever and it's got the pros the pros picture you know whatever and then it's got here's what i typically eat for breakfast it says breakfast here's what i eat lunch here's what i eat now you might not be good because you starve yourself or whatever for two meals but the point is is that why not that or these are the choices i make when i the first choices the first food choices i make when i come off the court are a banana you know what i'm saying like you know what's what's funny about that I'm cringing as you say it because I think most pros like I'm not doing that. I have but, like an, a box of donuts, but they need to lead by example. I know, but I think that right. But but I wonder if they'd be like you know. I, I don't first thing really, I do when I come off the court is I check my phone and I grab for a sugary bar. <laughs> right? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay, then lie. I'm just saying. No, no. Like, have the poster board there. I think there. that would start helping coaches have a different attitude and look at themselves differently. And it, watch this. It would be for all you coaches are looking to pick up more students. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? What if you have like literally, what if you had smaller versions of the poster board, but you had them up on the wall and you had like coach so-and-so he jogs, he jogs three miles every other day and he eats this and he does that coach such and such. She swims all these laps and she does this stuff for fun. She bikes and she eats this food and she does all this. What if you had that? I mean, why, literally- why does that have to be on the coaches though? Why can't you also ask them? I have two women that I've been coaching for years Yeah, and they're sisters and they go, Every day, no exaggeration, they they live in different parts of the town. They get on their their earpods, 
AirPods, AirPods, AirPods. And they walk five miles. That's they, great. Like, just, they're huge walkers. And well, you could put students up there, but I no, think no, no, what I'm is, sake, but, but, people aren't going to want that. You ask them, hey, we really would like to use this as an example because you're here anyway mm-hmm. and everybody sees you. You've been playing tennis here for 15 years. We'd like to highlight your regiment Wait as a, a six-year-old. Hold on a second. You just said to me that there are going to be coaches that won't want to do it and they make a living doing this. <laughs> you're saying that somebody who, you, of course, you're going to ask you're, them, of, but, but I think it's flattery. <clears throat> flattery oh, also that you, you highlight people and you let people know, like, listen, what you're doing is a good choice. There's an element we're celebrating you. Yeah. I'm celebrating that you're choosing And, and you're kind of just one of the Joes then. Which is kind of cool. You're just because when you're a pro, you kind of held up to a little bit more of a standard. So it's like, well, of course. And then that could deal with all the negators who are like, well, of course he does that and he eats that. He's a pro. This is what he does for a living. You know what I mean? Of course. He, I've got the voice of my mother. Well, of course he does that because he needs to be healthy because he, you know, it's his problem or whatever. But instead, now you're right. You have an average person. You said you want to create a culture. Yeah. So if you're going to create a culture, then you can't just keep saying using the coaches example. You have to use your your clients and the people that are in the club and highlight them and say to them, and listen, we're really proud of you. We appreciate you spending your money here. We appreciate your lifestyle and being an example. We would like to use you as an example. It's like getting an award. Also, you could also couch it with, you know, there's people here who are not healthy and could really use your help. And they'll and you don't have to spend your time doing it, but by virtue of you being up on a picture with a description of one of the things that you do with some of your healthy lifestyle habits, they're likely to see it every now and then and think to themselves, huh, the counter messaging, huh, I, in addition to seeing all the stuff they see online and everywhere else in social media and on billboards and everywhere else, they will now see a sudden counter message, which is very similar in some ways to the counter message you're giving your kids when you sit down with them, they go out in the real world and they experience all this other messaging that everybody gets saturated with. But when they come to you or they would come to a tennis club, they see a picture of somebody that has a healthy lifestyle and it's like, listen, this is what I do. And then they can make that choice and they can sit there and say, you know, maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Maybe I should be gravitating more toward this. But the messaging is consistent for me and I am eating exactly like I'm telling them to. And do I have a cookie once in a while? Yeah, of course I do. Do I have a piece of cake once in a while? Yes, of course. It's Can a, I give but you- it's, not, it's not the basis of my nutritional network that I'm working on. But I think this thing about highlighting people in the club, it doesn't even be one person. It could be a whole thing every year. You're like, we're going to pick out 20 people right. and we're going to celebrate them through the club for various reasons, either for their exercise, right. for their nutritional. And what happens is every time you walk into the club, if you're somebody that chooses not to, which is fine, you have free will, yeah. but you're you're seeing people that are doing it a different way. And if you choose to ignore that, you can't say you didn't know. Right. You can't say you didn't have the information. Right. And having something where you have all these people celebrated and we say, we're proud of you and we're thankful for you. Tennis loves you. We love you. Boom. And then you're walking and you're like, I want to be on that wall. Right. Okay. And then maybe, and, or if, you, if you'd like to be on the wall, come talk to us. We'd love to help you figure out how to do it. We, we know people. 
there are people that are nutritionists that play tennis at the club. There are people that are healthy doctors that have a healthy lifestyle. And if a student came out to me and said, you know, I really, I want to feel better. I want to move better. Do you, do you, do you have any information? You know what? Let me see if I can find somebody for you. Let me see if I can find that for you and get you in touch. I get referrals we have all the to time. Not, and we have to not be afraid that just because the person doesn't have a PhD in nutrition or a PhD in exercise physiology, that they can't put their arm around the person and say, hey, look, this is what I do. You know, it's the well, virtual well, but, I, but I think, again, ready? The messaging also is to ignore the people in your backyard that you have all these really good people around you that are educated or mm. might have an expertise or have some knowledge themselves that said, hey, like I'm not an expert. I'm not an expert in anything. But I had to rejigger my, my health, long-term health plan. So is my health plan for you? Probably not. But here are some things that I did. And if you start looking into it, I mean, I'm still rejiggering it. I'm, you know, I'm, I got lucky. I'll give you this last example and then we can cut it. But okay. I... I got lucky because I, when I was 17, 16, 17, 18, somewhere around there, I went to a local health club. It was a park district health club, so that'll make your heart sing. And uh, I was exercising there. My mom had gotten me a membership. She's like, you should go exercise. You're fat. Anyway, um, and so I did. And then I exercised long enough, and I, I was there at an odd time because I was in college. And I was like, all right, I'll go to this, whatever. And I, this guy saw me and he was an exercise physiologist, a personal trainer. And he, he pulled me aside and was like, you know, I think I can help you. And I was like, and he wasn't trying to sell me. He never charged me a dime, never charged me anything. And he, he worked with me. He got me going on a food diary and he helped me become more aware of what I was doing. Cause he would look at, he would get me a notebook and he'd say, go ahead, write down what I ate, what, you know, how much and what time and all this other stuff. And he's like, you can't eat like this. You, you can't, what are you doing? And I was not an athlete at that point. You know I mean? I played tennis, but I, and I played racquetball and I did stuff, but I wouldn't consider myself an athlete. And, um, he was like, what are you doing? You know? And I was like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. Nobody's had the guidance, nobody, you know, whatever. And there's all this messaging that's out there. I, I don't know. I'm drinking, you know, soda or whatever i'm i you know i don't know and he's like you got to cut it all out even orange juice he was like oh, you're drinking is, he's like you're drinking way too much orange juice what are you doing he's like if you're gonna drink and then he got and then he taught me how to get off of the stuff you know because i had to get weaned off of all this stuff he's like so you know instead of putting all this butter on your baked potato you know you put a little bit and then we'll slowly wean you off and the same thing with orange juice and all this. i got lucky because i found a counter messenger who was doing more than just counter messaging he was willing to help me for free. And I was like, that's so cool that he did that. But was, also, you know, what was, was cool. Very cool. I mean, it's that at that age, <clears throat> you were able to implement it and you took it seriously. You know, a lot of people are like, okay, sure. And they, st I mean, I can tell well, you, I think people. I took it seriously also because who it was coming from. Like it wasn't just because, Oh, he had an exercise physiology degree or whatever. It was, he was healthy. He was 10 years older than me, maybe 15 years older than me. I got to think about it, but so he's in his twenties. He was in his late twenties, early thirties at the time. Okay, so he was okay, and yeah. he's a, he's a handsome guy, and he was in shape. But I just got lucky because I was like, you know, I I I he had charm, but I but we just talked, and I don't know he he 
he was transformative in my life and I'm forever grateful to him forever grateful. I mean, I can't, I still talk about it. I mean, I, I, I just, I just got that, uh, that one part I got really lucky in because he made all the difference in the world. And I, from then on, even though I'd always played tennis and I'd always racquetball and exercise to some degree, I'd never done what I've been doing since then. Right. And the, <clears throat> the, the great thing that you're doing with cannibal and bomber on their journey, wherever it leads to tennis protum or not, that you're also instilling in them the right nutritional model that they understand the difference. And again, though, I want to point this out that again, <clears throat> in addition to prevailing winds on messaging, we're up against prevailing winds on choices, on available choices. And this is one of the things that I think everybody struggles with. You have to go out of your way. They make it very easy. They it sounds like a conspiracy. It's not. But these things are much more readily available than a, a washed piece of celery. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this stuff is way more readily available. It's in your face and it's easy to get. Right. And people are like, well, I just so it's not just counter messaging. It's counter availability. That's a huge thing. Counter availability. So like last night I got home from work. Here's an example. 8.30, right? Now, I'm, I usually eat. I know it's not the best hour to eat at, but it is what it is. And I have to make dinner now. And I'm trying to do as, I love my vegetables and stuff. So I was like, I had planned to make kale chips in the oven, watching my carcinogen level on the olive oil. And sweet potatoes. I had sweet potatoes, string beans, and carrots and that and so i do all i'm doing the oven but you got to do but that i had to do prep <laughs> okay so i'm tired my legs hurt i just taught 12 hours i've got to chop scrape cut salt use my i use a little bit of salt i use a lot of cumin and like um paprika did now you, it's what now did you just say paprika or paprika what is it I don't know. I've right. never heard it called paprika. Paprika, paprika. Absolutely. I don't know. There's multiple ways to but say it. But you things. could have gone and gotten a pizza. But that was my point of, I could have just had anything else and just eaten. It didn't, because I'm so, and my You'd excuse. You'd have been done. Right, but hold on. But, or hold on. But the way I like the food too, <laughs> it's like 9.15. Like right. I, I had a shower and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so tired. But then guess what? I sat down and I'm like, you know, I felt good. Like, it was delicious. And I felt good about it. But on some level, is it annoying? Yeah. Would I love to come home and have it like, like the Jetsons? You know, that old cartoon where yeah, yeah. I push the button and all of a sudden the hot vegetables come out perfectly the way I like them right. and eat it. Of course I would. But isn't this the messaging across the board of if you want to be good at something, artistry, we keep coming, but this ten, you know, tennis rockers went from documenting what the journey of, of your boys towards artistry and mastery in something. Right now, it, the focus is on tennis. That could change, but that's it. But in doing that, it's a multi-headed dragon, right? It's, it's, this thing is moving and there's so many different parts. So you can't say, 
artistry mastery without hard work. Well, that's me making my dinner last night. It's hard work. I don't, I don't want to chop right now and fire the oven up and then jump in the shower, come out, make sure nothing burns and, and get like, it's a pain, just like it's a pain sometimes to lift my kettlebells, just like it's a pain to jump on my exercise bike and ride for a half an hour because, but because I know it's better for my hips and my legs to go teach. I don't want to do that. I can feel the pull away from that. I know that you get up at like 545 every morning and jump on the treadmill. You're not like every day. Woohoo. I can't wait, man. But afterwards you feel better. Your head is clear. I feel better when I wake up, when I eat this way. So the hard work, that's the prep. I try to keep that in my head all the time. Don't hit the easy button. If you hit the easy button, you're, you're not moving towards artistry and mastery. And if we use optimal health as artistry and mastery, eating processed foods as the majority of your diet, not figuring out what fruits, vegetables, nuts, grains, meats, and a little bit of dairy for your gut biome, what, what that's going to do for you. If you don't think about these things, then you're not going to be reach that level of artistry and mastery <clears throat> in your health, and you are at risk at really breaking down at some point. And the question is, how? what level of, of being a high-performance human do you want to be? Forget being a great athlete at something. How about just being a really solid human being that feels good every day they wake up and you can jog up a flight of stairs? But can I just tell you that what you're saying when you say feel good <clears throat> is such a loaded statement. And I'm not calling you out about it. I'm just saying I think a lot of people would say, I feel pretty good. I don't listen, I don't I don't need to do all that big vegetable stuff and I feel pretty good depends on your age depends on your constitution what your body can handle a lot of bodies can handle constant poisoning <laughs> for years and years and years and they seem to do okay somehow and then there'll probably be a massive event where there's a breakdown you know that's my guess but what you're saying when you say that is we have to break that down for people and just say hey look you know this is a reality you know, feel good, but you could feel better. Oh, I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, you, you could feel better. Do you really feel you, better? You're saying that your baseline, you don't know anything more than your baseline. You constantly keep, the problem is that with this counter, with this regular messaging that we receive all the time from the food products companies and everywhere else, it's like, it's always resetting the baseline. It's always resetting the baseline. Right, so you can keep eating that pizza as long as you take that OTC, OTC um, heartburn medication. You can keep eating it. Reset the baseline. Right, it's always resetting the baseline. There's no, there's no compunction about that because it's like, look at, listen, we have created this standard. Right, if I mean, I'm I'm driving, I'm driving driving on the highway, and what do I see? I see billboards for erectile dysfunction, and I'm like, what? Why? There's a crisis unfolding. I don't know if everybody hey, knows hey, it. Hey, guys would rather get it up but, than eat an apple. But here's the thing. <laughs> and here's the thing. If you exercise, that would not be a problem because you'd establish blood flow. But I'm just saying, I don't. I, you, you, 
we keep resetting the baseline I th- to on. the Re- thing that we keep- Let's go back to erectile dysfunction for Do one second. Do we have sec- to? Just I for was, a second. I was because- gone. No, 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 no. I think okay. that's because for anybody that's listening, sure. it's about blood flow. Mm-hmm. I just said that. No, but some people maybe. But you went to, so fast. But but again. Well, because it's. But isn't that know. ready? That's why I go see a Rolfer, right? So, Rolfy B does me every other week, breaking up the muscles and the fascia and getting things moving right. for blood flow. So it's all about blood flow. So, but but I don't want to lose the point here, which is we keep resetting the baseline. <clears throat> the baseline is the baseline is what is easy. We keep making it even easier. It's got to be even easier. <laughs> That's always, in other words, we're not resetting the baseline on chopping vegetables. Chopping vegetables are chopping vegetables. I mean, we're trying to with the, you know, the Ronco or whatever <laughs> commercial there is <laughs> at two in the morning for a, a, a product. But I'm just saying we keep resetting the baseline of easy, meaning that isn't it? It's just easier to grab that bar it has according to them all the healthy ingredients that i would get if i ate some nuts and so if i ate a bowl a little bowl of nuts and fruits it would in your mind you've created this impression that that's that's what it is and in fact it couldn't be anything further from the truth it's not it's not anywhere near that right it's not it's not and so i actually have something that's perfect for this um so uh, are you gonna play something? Yes, I am. Really? Actually. Yes. He's he's running across the studio, grabbing his iPad. There we go. I'm I'm intrigued on this. <clears throat> well, <gasps> everyone's waiting. since we've blown the <laughs> since we've blown the time window to do another episode. I thought I would just let's see. It came to mind. I gotta see if I can find it. Let's hope I can. Oh boy. You know what? <laughs> I can always count on you. Everyone's like, this is the worst podcast I ever. <laughs> I can always I can always count on you. Well, you know what? I'm going for it now. I'm in for I'm in for everything. In for a penny, in for a pound. It's yeah. Full hog, baby. It's just Sweet. <laughs> I'm just letting the silence roll here. <laughs> Awkward moments. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's about to be no longer be awkward. Oh, here we go. If you've been putting off so, seeing a doctor because whoa, <laughs> is this oh, an erectile? Is this in one of the erectile dysfunction uh, uh, <laughs> you listen to? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's that's how you knew about the blood flow. Yeah, no, that's what it is. How did you know? I mean, my God. Okay, here we go. All right, so I'm gonna. Oh, this just, sounds this sounds exciting. I know it's like transformers. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna skip to this really quickly because it talks about changing mindsets. Now the background of this guy is he's an ad man that has been that has done some pretty famous um, commercials, and he's British, so he's gonna talk pretty cheeky and quick. But I think uh, everybody here will. Kind of thing we need to be thinking about, actually fundamental opportunities to change human behavior. Now I got an example here from Canada. Um, uh, there was a, a young intern at Ogilvy Canada um, called um, Hunter Somerville who was working in improv in Toronto and got a part-time job in advertising and was given the job of advertising shreddies. Now this is the most perfect case of creating intangible added value without changing the product in the slightest. Shreddies is a strange square whole grain cereal only available in New Zealand, uh, Canada and Britain. 
It's Kraft's peculiar way of rewarding loyalty to the crown. Um, and um, in working out how you could relaunch Shreddies, he came up with this. Shreddies is supposed to be square. Have any of these diamond shapes got a... <laughs> New Diamond Shreddies cereal. Same 100% whole grain wheat in a delicious diamond shape. Now, I'm not sure this isn't the most perfect example of intangible value creation. All it requires is photons, neurons and a great idea uh, to create this thing. And I have to say it's a, it's a work of genius, but naturally you can't do this kind of thing without a little bit of market research. Uh, so Shreddies is actually introducing a, a new product, which is something uh, very exciting for them. So they're introducing new diamond Shreddies. Isn't it interesting? So I just want to get your first impressions when you see that, and you see the diamond uh, Shreddies box there. They're a little bit confused. They look like squares to me. It's all, yeah, it's all in the appearance, but it's kind of like thinking about uh, a six or a nine, like a six. Flip it over, it looks like a 9, but it's, a 6 is very different from a 9. And then a W. And you're a W, exactly. Actually, when you don't see it, like when I sat there, I think it, you just look like you turn on a 10, but when you see it like that, it's more interesting looking. Like just try both of them. Take a uh, square one there first. So basically, no. you couldn't see from that is that Shreddy's campaign took a basic shredded wheat square and turned it on its axis, and it became a diamond, and then it became <laughs> diamond Shreddy's. No, what's funny though is in the market research, one woman is going, "It's the same thing." I say, "No, no, no, it's." You know how like a six, you turn it, turns into a nine. I mean, it looks the same, but it means a completely different thing. And then she starts buying into it, right? And she's it's like, "It's the counter messaging, right?" And then, and now and then she tastes it, and then she's considering, "Well, wait a minute, is there a taste difference?" Yeah. So I did a joke. It's the counter messaging, though. So uh, I ran a Great Harvest Bakery for four and a half years back in the day, and I was completely bored. <clears throat> And I was in charge of making the muffins and the cookies and the cinnamon rolls and then being like the head baker. I put all the, the breads into the oven. And one day, just as a lark, I think the muffins were $1.25. So I, I put out upside down muffins for $1.75. And I, so usually what you do is you flip them all over. Yeah. And then you have to right side up all the muffins. And I was like, well, forget it. I'm just going to put upside down muffins and not flip them over. And sell them for more. And Your boss was probably like, you're a genius. <laughs> so he goes, so we sold out of muffins. People were coming in going upside down muffins. They thought it was hilarious. And they were like, I'll pay an extra 50 cents. So then one of my staff was like putting it in right side up. I go, what are you doing? That's an upside down muffin. That's worth an extra 50 cents, dude. And they were like, oh, sorry. So then they were putting it upside down into the bags and people were laughing, leaving. We sold like an extra 50 muffins that day. Think of that. In the early, so my boss comes in and he was like, where are all the muffins? I go, we sold upside down. He was appalled. He's like, you can't do that. I was like, come on, man. It's funny. 
get right just worried about getting sued worrying about all these other or or, or you're ruining the reputation of, uh, you, you of know it was just so so it was it was one day of upside down muffins but that's what that reminded me of that <laughs> one people needed something to laugh about and it was and it, that joke was worth 50 cents they, they were in on it but at the same time I was making a joke. That's not a joke. This is what really goes on. Yeah. This is what's really happening in the right. food industry. Right. And that's what's scary. I think it's a joke. Other people don't get the joke is on them. But but the but the thing is, and, and I, I get that. But I mean, hold on. Isn't there a difference <clears throat> between ready? If you're in on the joke mm-hmm. and you get the joke, right. you can make a change. And you can make a decision whether or not to spend your 50 cents on my upside down muffin or not. So maybe if you're not, need- if you're not in on the joke and you get that food companies are basically selling you upside down muffins and you don't understand that there's actually nothing in there that's good for you, then you are the joke. So maybe what we need to do is do the counter messaging. Maybe not so harsh. <laughs> you're the joke. That's what's the joke. Yeah, but, I'm, <laughs> but maybe we but need you know to what I'm do. Saying, though, like- I know I do. I do. I do. I'm making fun of it, but I, but I do know what you're saying. And Maybe that's one way to do it is to do it through humor. What do you think? I mean, maybe that's the mistake that's being made. We're not we're not doing enough humor on it. We need to do more humor. In other words, calling out this stuff so when your kid is like my kids driving on the highway and they see the billboard, which they do, they see these billboards, <laughs> right? They it makes them think. If you're not if you're not see the 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 whole the whole issue is is that we see all this messaging that's out there, but then there's a lot of parents. You, I mean, you say it yourself when you have students who come in that are older students or whatever. They're not thinking about nutrition. If you've got a surgeon who's bent over after 30 minutes, I mean, I'm just saying he's also a parent probably, or there's all these people that are parents, but they're not necessarily giving these counter messages that says, hey, wait a minute, you know, you need to really you know, take apart what's in there, you know, and maybe the counter, maybe the counter messaging needs to be revolve around humor. You know what I mean? Your bar. Well, right. Is, I know this and I don't want this episode to come across like we're going to guilt you and you shouldn't be guilted, but maybe you should. I don't know. I don't, I don't, know. I don't know how the message Whatever be, works. Should you be guilted into it? Should it be a guilt campaign? <clears throat> should it be a common sense campaign or should it be a humor campaign? Well, with a humor campaign, I mean, you can see that the, the reaction to the Ted talk audience, they thought it, the, the humor created this unit um uh, uh collective of people that were behind it they all thought yeah you know what that is pretty funny boy that is pretty stupid that people would be buying into this you know what i mean like it 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 created buy-in it created group think in a positive way like yeah that is stupid that people would be buying into this huh maybe and maybe that's at the root or the seed of what we need to do to create counter messaging that really helps. And I mean, you can do it, you can do it in the tennis court too, right? I mean, just to make sure that people are getting some form of messaging. I think that's the biggest thing is we need to find avenues and places where we can create that counter messaging. So I think having the pictures up in the tennis court was a great idea. I think, you know, there's ways, you know, cause the thing is, I think when a pro, when someone walks into a lesson, it's not the first thing you're going to say, <laughs> Hey, what'd you eat today? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what did you, what did you have for breakfast? Well, when, when one of my, remember though, one of my yeah. pizza boy 
And well, when he, well, after boy, he Katie. had that reaction, after he had, but what I'm saying is, let's let's assume that you don't have that situation, so you don't have somebody who's bent over because you know it's. You're saying instantly when you come out, like, hey, how, what would you eat today? What was going on? Yeah, did you? Yeah, prepare? like to call him out. I think people would be a little bit. Some people would be off put by that, and they'd be like, "What business is it of yours?" I think some people would be a little reticent don't you i think there'd be some people that are like you think listen this is my you know (laughs) what i mean like i you you don't you're here to teach me a tennis lesson you're not here to lecture you're not my dad there's that separation again again always separating the head from the body we're not we're not because it's something like when you say like the holistic approach yeah it's almost like you said mindful and was like oh i'm gonna be mine it's like the whole like woohoo yeah yeah thing right now right right but we have to have a holistic approach, especially if you're in sports. This is this is the thing that just drives me absolutely nuts. You need it because otherwise you're creating, you're probably doing more damage to yourself than you know. So in other words, I think what you're saying is that, listen, if you're going to show up and you're going to do this thing full tilt, you better have your diet in order as well because otherwise you're going to damage yourself. You should not come to tennis lessons. You should not come to tennis lessons if if you're going to be asked to go full tilt at these things and you do you you have not prepared your body properly for this isn't that kind of what you're saying i mean because otherwise you're going to damage yourself right so if you're going to go the sports route then do it right if you're going to go the unhealthy route then go full bore mac and cheese just go for it right don't exercise just own it though don't pretend that you're active but don't pretend you'd, but, but you'd also be in better shape at some level not better physical shape but you wouldn't be creating the deficits because when you exercise hard and you're deficient in your nutrition, then you're really hurting yourself. That's right. what Ormsby's saying. Right, you're better off being fully unhealthy because your risk of getting hurt will be lower as far as injury goes. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're gonna go the other way, then make your diet represent what how active you wanna be. Yeah. And what you're looking to do. Right, but either way, I still think that counter messaging idea would be really important. And I think you could implement it at the club level because you could have pictures of students or pros, whatever. I mean, just a collection of people and they share on the right there. You see it and it could be a video. If you don't want to spend the money on poster boards or whatever, you could be just screenshots that show you coach so-and-so or, or player so-and-so, you know, and here's what they eat for breakfast. Or here's one, it doesn't even have to be like a whole thing. It could just be like, here's one thing that they do in their life every week or every every other day or whatever, right? They go for a run or they, whatever it is, I don't know, but it's promoting a healthy lifestyle or it's, how about this? This is crazy, but one one food addiction that they've been able to care, that they've been able to get rid of. Right, like I used to love eating sugary cereals, or I used to love eating whatever it is, and I got rid of it. And celebrating that, do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah, a I think that's that, a huge. That, it's that, hard that, to get rid of stuff because then they could be a role model too. Like it doesn't have to necessarily be I'm coach so and so, or I'm I'm student so and so, and I eat bananas and I jog all the time and I'm super healthy. People would be like, I hate you. But you could have people that are like, I'm so and so. I used to be addicted to eating this or drinking soda. I got rid of it. And boy, do I feel better for doing it. And then they'll kind of look at the picture and go, you know, he kind of does look healthy. Look at him. And he looks happy. Maybe I should think about that. What do you think? 
I don't know. They'll be having this internal dialogue, you know, like Jim Gaffigan has the comedian, and he's always like, bacon, bacon, bacon's good. You know what I mean? Like he's got this whole thing. But I think people would be having that internal dialogue. And then maybe, and this, oh, I think I just hit my own Smarticles button. Oh, hit it, hit oh, it. No, hit the button. Oh, hold on. We got here. I got it. Here it is. You are creating your own counter messaging in your head by virtue of being exposed to this stuff. Maybe that's what's happening, right? By seeing the picture of the person, by having to talk with the, you know, your kids have a, your, you talk to your kids or whatever. They are now maybe creating their own. It's fostering itself. It's perpetuating itself. They're creating their own counter messaging in their heads. So when they go, when they're faced with these choices, they go, no, mm, they no. can hit the no button, right? Not the easy button, right? They have the grit and the tenacity and the counter messaging is so ingrained in them that they say, no, I'm not going to eat this garbage. But isn't that the same thing you want for somebody that's moving towards an elite level of sports that says, no, I'm going to go to bed early. No, I'm not going to stay up all night playing video games because I need to get up and exercise. I need to practice my sport. I need to do the, it's all connected. You know, how you do one thing is how you do everything. I believe that. And so if you can take that counter messaging and give anybody the power of no to resist the aggressive marketing from people and the mis and disinformation, I mean, you've not just rocked your brain, you've, you've definitely rocked your body. I think we've rocked something. No we, ro- no, we rocked our bodies. This, <laughs> this had maximum blood flow Three. in this episode. <laughs> no, there was no dysfunction oh, in this one, baby. Oh, my God. Dennis Goodbye.